21 minutes after the hour and it's uh, just got 19 minutes away from for those with us on central time it's now time to uh, catch up with sarah you she's been in a privileged position over uh, a few years uh, to have overseen the last uh, exhibition being installed in so many fancy places around the country, museums, of course, and first starting at uh, the uh, big joint over there in, in Canberra, the Australian Museum, as uh, this story very much uh, features on the cultural significance for coastal people. And, of course, it's... Got a pearling story of its own with the history of Lasta. Sarah, welcome back. Nice to have you along with us. Thank you, Sandy. Good morning. Nice to be here again. Oh, I hear the exhibition has just been going gangbusters. Lots of visitors. We've had, um, so yeah, so it's been on, I think, about probably only two, two three weeks. I've lost count now. But um, yes, we've been having a sort of average visitation of over a hundred or up to about a hundred or more a day. And then we've, what's become very popular are these lunchtime story sessions that we have every Wednesday. And, um, you know, we thought, oh, we'll just get a few people. But um, they've, you know, we've had 50, 150, 70. So there's been three. So that's how long it's been on. Yeah. So, um, and we've got a few more coming up. So. They've been very popular. Um, Bart Pigram is the MC, and we just have a few people talking about um, different aspects of um, purling. Sometimes it's um, the local mob talking about living in Broome and growing up in purling. So we had the saltwater cowboys who were all the um, Malay um, divers who worked on the old luggers for a long time. And But then yesterday we had um, people working in the modern industry of the culturing culturing of pearls and um so we had penny arrow who's been in the industry for a long time and jazz cook who um who is actually the first indigenous female um technician for um seeding pearls and probably still the only one so she worked with arrow pearls for a while and um she talked about her experiences so yeah so it was um they've been really great um <coughs> Excuse me. We've had um, a lot of school children coming in, um, and um, yesterday we had a, a small group, and most of the boys were um, related to people in the exhibition, who um, you know had told stories in the exhibition. So that has been fabulous. So we had um, Lennox Tigan there, and his grandfather Aubrey is the main was sort of one of the main inspirations for for actually developing an exhibition about the pearling story that had the aboriginal story with with the european story so yeah so it was i think they were very proud and it's just great to have those kids be able to reconnect with their families and tell their their um, fellow students about those sort of connections the last time we had a conversation, you came in with Naomi and it was on the eve of uh, the opening. What's been the comment since? Um, well, I think the launch itself was absolutely a lovely day. We had four dance groups come. 
Somehow or other, we managed to fit a little smoking ceremony that Diane Appleby did, which was lovely. And I think everybody made everybody feel welcome. And then the dance groups, we had two of the Bardi groups, um, the Davies family and then um, um, Bolo Angus um, little group came, as well as the Yarra and Gurridjuri. So, and we had the um, CEO of the museum there and some of um, his, one of his, uh, the chair of his board as well. So, um, and yeah, we had, I think we were expecting about 150. I think we had about 350 people. So um, it was a bit of the sort of loaves and fishes. We had some damper and tea to, to provide refreshments afterwards. And then, yeah, I think just generally the whole um, experience, it's not just the exhibition itself, but all the things that we're building around it, which included the training of those emerging curators like um, Bart and Naomi. I think overall it's just been an absolutely fabulous um, uh, exercise and, and a great part partnership with the WA Museum. Um, they they have invested heavily in our, in letting us be able to tell our community story, and um, the I think that for them was a bit of a game changer. So um, yeah, I think um, I hope that we can go on to do more. What did Non-Aboriginal people think what it is. What we've had, was said. We've had a little visitor book there, and everybody just says brilliant. You know, like it's full of brilliant, awesome, fantastic. I mean, and I'm pleased to say that there's a nice mix of all sorts of people. We obviously being held in Shin, opened in Shinju. We were we got the benefit of a lot of visitors. But they um, they really love it, and um, and often say, you know, well, we've not seen this story anywhere else before. And then the local mob, um, you know, they come in like people like Doris Matthews, who's you know, it's their story really. They grew up in Perling. They um, she loved it, you know, and very proud of it. I think people are very proud of being able to see their story. Um, one of the ladies yesterday, Jacinta, she she grew up in um, Morgan's camp at Burgagun, and she said, "Oh, you know, Aboriginal divers are never recognised, and the Aboriginal people's involvement in the pearling industry isn't recognised very well." So she likes the exhibition because we celebrate the contribution of not only divers but um, boat builders and shell sorters and graders and all the people who did the foreshore work as well, the, you know, deckies and so on. So, as well as, you know, some key divers. So, um, yeah, I think overall, to be honest, we haven't had one negative comment yet. <laughs> oh, when you were just talking about boat builders, <laughs> that brought back the aromas of Burgogon just in to me, the smells, the timber, the oil. And the hive of activity that often was around the boat shed there. Yes, well, I, I mean, I think I was lucky in when I came to Broome. I just got the very tail end of that lugger era, and um, yeah, the guys were still working in the boat shed, and um, Morgan's Camp still had a number of houses. I mean, it's very sad these days. There's just one little house left. We're trying to save that as well, working with um, the group from down there, the Hunter family. Um, yes, but I, I remember that. And I have interviewed a lot of people over the years, like Mr. Dixon and the Perriman family and, um, or Jacinta and, 
Uh, everybody talks about the smell of, I don't know what it is, it's the, um, it's being near the mangroves, burning of mangrove wood. Um, people used to fish on the foreshore every day to get feed, um, you know, so, and it was busy. It was busy. I, I, I remember that. And the smell is still there for those that uh, uh, had uh, those smells in the past. You can just pick it up, especially on low tides. I noticed that the other night when they had the closing of the festival and the tide was low and we were just happened to be cruising around Morgan Camp and I thought, oh, <laughs> just had uh, familiarity at my window there with those smells. I think um, what amazes me about uh, in all the storytelling is that conditions were very kind of rough, you know, they, like working on the luggers was rough, you know, it wasn't an easy job working on little wooden boats with no, hardly any, I don't think they had toilets, they certainly didn't have kitchens, you know, um, they were, you know, smelling, rotting <laughs> pearl shell meat and shell, you know, it wasn't easy, but... And same for living, say, somewhere like Burgagun or on the foreshore um, and the work. Um, people didn't get paid much. People lived in huts. Sometimes they didn't even have floors, you know, just dirt, dirt floors. Um, and then there was all the restrictions that people had to live under. But I don't ever hear people grumbling that much. They just now talk about how wonderful, what a life it was and... Um, it's, 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 for someone like me who is looking at the sort of, you know, always looking at the human rights issues and things like that, I just think it's absolutely amazing the way people talk about this past. But I think genuinely it was a good time and that's what people remember. <laughs> I'm just glad that mud smell is still around. <laughs> that adds that familiarity. Sarah, the exhibition still goes on for a couple of weeks yet. Yeah, it goes till the 26th of September and it's open every day on uh, 9.30 to 4.30 on the weekdays and then 10 to 2 on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And, um, yeah, and then on, as I said, on every Wednesday we've got um, at 12 o'clock we have these story sessions. Um, it's a bit of a, we're famously called the just-in-time productions, so I'm never quite sure who the lineup will be. But the next one is about the sort of innovations that people who lived and worked in the pearling industry brought to the industry um, from up here. Um, and then the next week we hope to talk about the repatriation um, of the, the divers from Roebuck Bay, but just not sure about who will be there because that might conflict with the Calac, um activities and festival. So... Um, but anyway, we do have two more, at least two more, lined up. <coughs> Lovely. Just in time. We got you, especially to get a indication of how the uh, launch went and how the exhibition is going so far. Sarah, always a privilege to talk to you. Thank you very much, Sandy. And um, come on down and see the exhibition. Thank you. There you go. Wise words from a wise woman. <laughs>